Russia heading into an election, and Vladimir Putin's main political opponent says he would end the war with Ukraine the first day he's elected. So can Putin hold on to power? We're going to talk about that and lots more with Elliot Tepper, Distinguished Senior Fellow at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for being back on the show. Oh, thank you, Sue and Andy. Always good to be back with you. Appreciate it. So let's talk about uh, Putin's rival. What is that? I mean, is that even a, is that just a, a ploy to try and get him elected, obviously? I think not in this particular candidate's case. Uh, this election on March 17th, uh, I'll make a fearless prediction now. Mr. Putin is going to win that election. <laughs> so, uh, he has outlawed dissent, basically locked up uh, just about anybody that could pose a uh, genuine threat to him, and he permits token personally selected opposition, the old Communist Party and others, so it looks like there's an actual election, but there isn't. The candidate you're speaking about right now is outside that group. Uh, uh, Mr. Dean, if I could pronounce that close to correctly. As good as we can, Yeah, yeah for sure. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get about it, Jeff. So, um, we have a, a situation where he genuinely would like to be um, a uh, serious contender, not to take power because he says on March 17th, I will not be, become the president, but he wants to make a point that there is genuine opposition. I think he's trying to say uh, what you and I and others have been saying for a long time Mr. Putin's basically a failure. And he's trying to point that out, that this he has to use the term special military operation. If he says war, he could be put in jail. Wow. That's how things work there. But he's saying that uh, Mr. Putin is a failure. He's isolated Russia militarily, politically, economically. Uh, he's not achieved his goals, which are not legitimate goals. He wants to basically represent all of those forces inside Russia, which are opposed to the ongoing destruction of Ukraine and the uh, damage that's causing to the people of Russia itself. Could there be a case then, you know, when you say that he is serious, he's not a paper contender or one put up or kind of, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, behind the scenes endorsed by uh, 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 President Vladimir Putin to be a candidate. Could, since he is serious, as Boris Nadezhin, uh, could he maybe disappear? There's a history of that, as you well know. It is not safe to oppose Mr. Putin, who's heading toward what he's saying, you know, is a democratic election. Uh, he clearly is not a democratic ruler. I've been concerned, by the way, by his most recent report that not only is Mr. Navalny, who would have been a genuine contender, has been moved from Siberia to Antarctica a prison. So they are slowly killing Mr. Navalny in jail. And also Vladimir Kara Mirza has now disappeared from his Siberian jail. We don't know. His wife doesn't know where he is. The genuine contenders for power have been removed from uh, contention one way or another mm -hmm. in, 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 in a just Orwellian, Stalinist fashion. Wow. I mean, is there, Elliot, should those people not disappear? Would there, is there even a desire for new leadership among the Russian people, or are they just so set in their ways with Putin, that's all they know? No, the, um, this is a, a very important point to make because there's a lot of chatter generally that, oh, well, what do you expect? This is Russia. They like a strong man. Now they've got a strong man, and that's just the way the Russians are. And I think what we're seeing is the counter to that argument, uh, to that 
kind of lazy contention that's just the Russians. Uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of Russians have put themselves on the line, taken to the streets across that vast, vast country from one side to the other side under Mr. Navalny chanting in the streets, uh, Putin is a thief, which was a very, uh, it was so potent a, a charge that he ended up, you know, being mm. put in jail. But the uh, there's been a very clear statement by people of Russia that they do not want to have a Russia of the old Stalinist, Tsarinist model. And these people are very, very brave. I was concerned a bit, actually, by that article that brought this to our attention, that individuals are named saying, we don't know who this fellow is. We are voting no to Mr. Putin. But at the same time, their names are given <laughs> in, in the prominent uh, international media. In order to, just to, some technicalities, in order to get on the ballot, you have to have over 100,000 signatures spread across a number of places. There's more, more detail to it. And other candidates have been disqualified arbitrarily for not meeting that. This candidate has met that criteria. He will be on the ballot unless something happens to him. Mm. And the people of Russia will have at least some opportunity to express themselves at the polls. Speaking this morning with Elliot Tepper, Distinguished Senior Fellow, Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University. And, and Elliot, uh, something you'd mentioned earlier was a description of the war in Ukraine, the invasion in Ukraine, as a military operation. And that, you know, folks can be jailed, or perhaps worse, for using the term war. Just how much uh, do we know about the Russian people and their knowledge of what's going on? Is, is it one of these cases where they just kind of keep their heads down and, you know, take the word, or are people's minds being changed at this point? Mr. Putin controls the, the airwaves. So what people hear about what's going on primarily comes from government sources, uh, even if it's not directly from the government itself. He controls all the media, the social media. There's military bloggers who are quite influential. He lets them have a space on the web. The, uh, the people of Russia are by no means well informed about what's going on in Ukraine, nor the mistakes that uh, Mr. Putin made. Uh, first going in in 2014. We have to remember this is a second invasion and that it's not gone well for him. His, his plans to take it over in a week, plan A, didn't work. <laughs> plan B, take over all the rest of the Donbass, that didn't work. Now he's bogged down in a, in a war that's costing Russia uh, huge numbers in terms of casualties, although not, and this is important to note, primarily from the ethnic Russian population. That's the core of Mr. Putin's support. Uh, they come overwhelmingly uh, from minorities from, from across Russia, so that the people of Russia themselves that count for Mr. Putin, the ethnic Russian heartland between St. Petersburg and Moscow, for example, they have not felt the pain of this war nor heard the truth of this war. And this election is an opportunity, at least, for some of that to penetrate uh, that kind of uh, hold that Mr. Putin has on the country. But... Uh, it's a very brave, brave act that he's undertaken. And those people who have to sign the petition giving their passport and numbers and their full names, mm. they're all exposing themselves to danger. And they are doing so in huge numbers. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us, Elliot. Always appreciate your time. Oh, certainly. Thank you. Thanks. Elliot Tepper, a distinguished senior fellow at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University.